Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot and really a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. Thank you so much for tuning in at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the militia, rate, review, subscribe. All of you, especially who listen on Apple iTunes, we appreciate that. Oh, man. The Orange lose in classic, frustrating fashion, getting blanked 30 to nothing by the Cardinals. You'll hear from us. We'll hear from you and fan feedback, and we'll go over all of that fun stuff. But first, some bad news. Uh, Syracuse legend Floyd Little has entered hospice care, according to his friend and former teammate, Patrick Killerin. And, you know, obviously, you know, things started to look up momentarily for, for Floyd Little, but... Uh, entering hospice is obviously never a good thing. So Little ranks six all-time in career rushing yards at Syracuse with 2,704 yards, 3,341 um, all-purpose yards from scrimmage, 49 touchdowns between 1964 and 1966. Obviously, Floyd Little was integral in making the 44 legendary. And it goes without saying that our thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family as they enter hospice, a member of both the college and pro football hall of fame. And you, when you hear things about Floyd Little and we'll, we'll get all the stories and things coming up, but total class act, a true legend and someone who was, who was around the program a lot too, you know, recently before he was sick and things like that. So obviously I, I'm not, yeah. I'm not good with stuff like this. I know. Neither am I as well. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, he was a big part of the program. He's been around the program. Uh, and you know, I'm always going to say it's unfortunate when it comes to stuff like this. So, well, obviously hospices, that's, that's, that's the last stages. That's some, you know, my, my stepfather went through hospice a couple years ago and you know, that's when, you know, that's, that's it. My, my sister is a hospice nurse. So my stepmom's a hospice nurse. Yeah. Or was, so, a, was a hospice nurse. So, yeah. So, yeah. you know, one of those things. And, you know, I hate bringing bad news, obviously. So, some, a little a bit of good news, though. Uh, Coach said in a uh, phone interview, he said they're going to be ready to play next Friday, meaning this Friday. Um, yeah. He said, our players are fine. They're in great shape. Coach was released from his 10 day isolation this past Friday. Um, as he, he said, he's 100%. 
And so we will look forward to, you know, as of now, coach says the game's going to go, game's going to go. We'll see what happens. Obviously there's some more testing to go through. We don't, don't know if they're going to be able to get any practice in this week before the game on Friday. But, um, you know, if they do, you'll know about it and you know, then that we are good. Uh, just because yeah. they don't practice, though, that doesn't mean it's bad. It just means maybe they're taking some extra cautionary, you know, precautions or whatever, heading into the game. So, yeah. anyways, well, I'm glad say, that the coach was pretty much asymptomatic for the most part. You know, he says yeah. that yeah, every every year he gets you know what little little stuffy, yeah, little he, bit of, allergies you know, changes. Said, you know that yeah. allergies and you get a little fatigued, but. Um, um, I'm beginning to worry, obviously, when you look at the amount of postponed games and everything like that. Um, I, I mean, I'm beginning to worry that these things are going to come up. And I just feel like it's going to be very hard not to have a situation where, uh, you know, the team, if, if if somebody tests positive, I feel like within a two to three days of the game, I feel like there's just not going to be a game. So um, I'm hoping that the NCA and the schools and everything will be a little bit lenient and being able to reschedule or push back games and stuff. But if, if basketball happens the way that football has happened, um, then I just, I, I don't know. I want to be able to look forward to, to, to Syracuse uh, basketball, especially with the way the football season's going, but with, uh, you know, the flu season and then this time of year, that kind of stuff always happens. Yeah, it's just um, getting into that time of year and things are going to yeah. be, Things are going to be a little bit more touch and go with this, I think, obviously. And we're just going to have to see what happens. I just really hope that, you know, our school and other schools can be as isolated from the yeah. outside of their programs as possible. Right. Yeah. So yeah. as long well, as you kind of do kind of somewhat of a bubble format and you, and you keep your, keep your guys close to you and you're not going out and, um, able to, you know, if the contract case, if the if the contact tracing uh, is done, hopefully it's everybody in your group, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, if you know, so which which is good and bad, right? So if something does happen within the group, that could be bad. But as long as everybody's not going way out uh, outside their group, then you know you you're, you remain hopeful. So yeah, that is going to be tough, and it is not obviously. Um, something that can be monitored all the time. So, obviously, yeah. with the kids. So, anyway, we'll see what happens. We'll start with Bryant on Friday. We'll see if that game plays, and we'll go from there. But as far as the Louisville game, let's take a look and uh, take a listen, rather, to see what Coach Babers had to say after the loss. Well, you know, obviously, you got you to take your hat off to uh, Coach Satterfield. Those guys, anytime you shut out a college football team, that's a heck of a deal, and you know, it was a very convincing win, and uh, they have a good football team, and my hat's off to them. They did an excellent job. Obviously, I understand how young the team is. I understand the parts that are missing, you know. Obviously, I'm extremely disappointed, but I'm also encouraged about what can happen down the road, and I have to keep that positive attitude going because I really do believe that's the key. If you're going to go through this much pain on the negative, then there better be an upside of the Peter Totter where you're going to be able to have an extra, a lot of positive. There's no doubt that Sean is really showing off and he's doing a nice job in a very difficult situation. And I, I'd imagine as we become better and better on that offensive front that he'll even get uh, 
you know, more explosive plays with his development based off of how he's running the football. I think he's running the ball extremely well. Again, I thought that uh, he was steady. I mean, there, there was one time where he got hit and he didn't turn the ball over, which is a big thing. And then all of a sudden he gets hit again. I mean, those shots are tough, especially when you think about the freshmen really haven't had an opportunity to develop their body the way they want to with the COVID-19 and the weight rooms and all that stuff being shut down from March until they were able to get back here in June and then uh, small groups. They really weren't in their active lifting parties until around August. So he's going to get bigger and stronger and all that kind of stuff and be able to take a lot more uh, uh, shots and stuff like that with his body. But I think that he's been hanging in there tough and uh, he's a tough kid. I think the defense played extremely well. I really did. It's, you can't realize how difficult it is to go out. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use indeed the better it gets and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com match just go to indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There and, and to play twice as many plays as the, uh, as the, other, as the other defense does and, and, and twice as many plays than the offense does and still be able to give that effort. Eventually, you're going to break down. And... Uh, I thought the way they played, the way they handled this offense, based off of what we gave up last year to this offense, now they did have two more of their explosive players in the game, the tailback that opted out, and I don't believe that Tutu played as much. I think I saw him in there for one or two plays, unless I'm wrong, but uh, he didn't play that much. But I thought the defense, even though they gave up points, I thought they played well. All right, the Coach Montage is brought to us by our title sponsor here at the Cuse Militia and Armchair Media, and that is Bet Online. Look, you know it's not going to be easy to get to a game this year, but you can still get in on all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online, they're going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And remember, obviously, you know, I don't need to tell you to remember this. You know that the basketball season is about to start. Obviously, they're going to have all the props and things for that. Game spreads and all that good stuff. You can get in on all that action at BetOnline today. Head over there and use the promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, BetOnline. Okay, so uh, quickly here, and we will – I will – do my best with this. We'll, we'll we'll tell you a little bit about what we think, and then we'll get into fan feedback, the good. Now I'm. I know it's very 
Homer-ish to come here and, and tell you, you know, well, we have to look at the positives, you know, like Coach just said. And I know it's yeah. boring, and I know <laughs> it's tough to do. Um, I know many of you don't want to hear it, but even with a game like we saw on Friday, there are positives. Sean Tucker, he continues to be a bright spot in the offense with 16 carries for 93, 93 yards, 5.8 yards a carry. Uh, Garrett Williams, one-handed interception. It was a highlight real play. Um, and I think the best is yet to come with, with this defense. The the like Joe likes to say the bend but don't break defense. Canton R two with two sacks, uh, very good. By the way, Sean Tucker stats for this year on ninety eight attempts, five hundred and seven yards and three touchdowns, averaging five point two yards a carry. The bad the defense did. All they could do uh, through much of this game, despite being on the field for forty one minutes and twenty seven seconds out of sixty minutes, guys, that is insane. That is an insane amount of time to be on the field. A lopsided time of possession due to a flaccid offense. Uh, Jacoby and Morgan, he never looked comfortable. Comfortable. He looked like a deer in the headlights much, much through much of the game. And, um, you know, obviously we all saw him get that blindside hit and left with an injury. Uh, Syracuse never really presented themselves with an opportunity to score. They never even really even got close. Uh, coming into the game, Syracuse ranked 128th in total offense. And they only managed 137 yards of total offense to Louisville's 413. As I mentioned, 93 of those yards, or 92 of them, was it 92 or 93? 93, I think, um, were, were Sean Tucker's. So, the ugly. Yeah. Veteran guys making freshman mistakes. And Nikeem Johnson fumbled the kickoff return. Aaron Hackett fumbled the kickoff return. Taj Harris, he let a pass go right through his hands on third down that ended up getting intercepted. Syracuse didn't convert a third down until garbage time. They were 1 for 10 on the day. Joe, a frustrating game to watch indeed. Um, and, you know, this, this will, we'll put this game in the mirror as soon as we're done with this show. But it is bleak, to say the least, when you look ahead at the next two games to try to get a win as we go to our NC State comes to us. And then we go to Notre Dame to close out this miserable season that was the 2020 Syracuse Orange football. Yeah, um, I think we've gotten to the point, again, um, there's a lot of fans that have asked, you know, can it get worse? How much worse can it get, right? They asked it when DeVito was in there, yeah. and Rex Culpepper got in there, and they asked it. And now Jacoby and Morgan's in there. And again, like like we said, um, it's a situation where we're not going to a bowl game. It's a situation where we have so many things going on that, uh, you know, the smartest thing to do is just try to get younger players experience uh i mean already we're, we're kind of doing it because we have to anyway in certain positions so that's kind of why uh, i'm cool with jacoby and morgan um starting that game even though rex call pepper was good uh you know we talked about the in the preview that babers are still talking about how there's limitations and i can only imagine the last two weeks just sitting there trying to figure some things out and just I mean, I have to imagine that he wasn't even really being able to do certain things in practice against against a you know a scout defense. So it, it looked very vanilla. It looked again, like, yeah, when you had two weeks to prepare, it's just disappointing. Right, and again, uh, when someone's not ready, you know, two weeks isn't gonna really do too much all the time. So, uh, definitely hurts. Definitely hurts, and. I know that the Syracuse fans don't want to hear it, but uh, I mean, I'm I've been really at the point where I'm just I'm watching to to see um, to see improvement, to see what these younger guys have, right. yeah. to see 
might who who might step up to see who's really messing up. Um, and like you said, to to just see some of these older guys make some of those mistakes, like we're not we're not going to have any chance to win. You know, we talked about it in the preview how we had to turn them over. Well, we turned we turned them over three times, but then we turned the ball over three times ourselves. Uh, in in those turnovers, there was nothing done with them. We just never even had an opportunity. Like I said, Syracuse never gave them themselves a chance to score. If they were going to score, it was going to be the defense, or it was going to be Sean Tucker breaking something loose, and that was yeah. that was clear. And this is not a knock on Jacoby and Morgan. I I'm not no. I, I'm not a Jacoby and Morgan apologist, and I'm not trying to defend my position that I feel like he deserves a shot either. But dude, <laughs> uh, you know guys like Service and you know the, the other pieces that were moved around this week on the offensive line, it was really bad. It was bad. I mean, and I'm not some guy who watches film. I'm your average fan. Even I could see, like, this is terrible. Aaron Service is getting beat constantly. It's been duly noted, actually. I mean, this isn't the first game. And I don't know. And and here's the thing. You don't want to bang on a player either because they're so thin there. What if he's got some kind of injury that he's trying to battle through? That's just, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you don't want to bag on the dude, but that's where we're getting beat. I thought Dakota Davis coming in was going to help a little bit. Right. And, you know, I just, I, I know it's so frustrating. And it, yeah. And, it's, and the one thing about the offensive line that's frustrating is the fact that, I mean, we kind of knew early last year that Sam Heckle wasn't going to be able to play. And that was one that definitely hurt. Yes. But, um, realistically, I, I mean, you look at Dakota Davis is supposed to be the left guard and not Elmore. Right. Because, but even when you look at it, I mean, coming into this year, even if we had, you know, our, running backs that opted out and there wasn't any injuries and things like that, uh, that could hurt us. I don't know if, if how much better this offensive line would have been. I know. I we'll, really don't. We'll, we'll because, never I mean, really you know. guys, Dakota Davis back. No, we're not gonna, but Dakota Davis is back and he's still trying to get in shape. We've had Chris Elmore moving around Darius Tisdale. This was his first year starting seeing what was going on. And it's just obvious again. I don't know if it's just, because I mean, the quarterback and the and the and the running back in the past have been kind of the main guys that communicate the, you know, the the line to the line what the blocking schemes are, who's blitzing, what who he's going to take, you know, everything like that, who to let go, and there's just too many times where we see two guys break through, go pretty much pretty much right past a blocker. A blocker doesn't know which one to to block, and 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 not knowing. He doesn't block either one of them, and the guys just go straight in and just you know clobber the quarterback. It just happened too many times, and I would have just really, really liked to see them try to force the the running issue uh, a little bit better. I mean, I know that it was a little bit later in the game, but I mean Tucker still had a pretty good average, and even if we get yeah. down fast, I mean we can't just go three and out like this. And, and we've had this issue all year, but forty one minutes to eighteen to minutes. eighteen. That is, no. that is just unacceptable, man. I mean, you're not winning any game. No, hell no, hell no. I mean, I, I, I didn't, I didn't take note, um, but if I remember right, two out of three of those turnovers that Syracuse gained, those ensuing possessions on offense were three and outs. Almost positive. If it wasn't three for three, it was at least two of them. Yeah. And, you know, you look at the number of plays. And, and not just the time, but double the amount of plays. This defense actually did really good. I mean, look, they gave up 17 points in the second half, our second quarter, and that was like 
just deflating. But those were, you know, how how much of those points were off for turnovers? Do you remember, Joe, in the second quarter? No, Normally no, I write this stuff head. down as it goes, but it was Friday night, and um, I didn't. So, but, you know... When we look and we and like we were talking, Joe earlier, you, you you know we look back at the game and you know you're just thinking like it. Honestly, I didn't want anything to do with the game after it was over. It was just such a it was so def, def, deflating and you know I watch every second of every game and it's just just hard to muscle through and 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 get over it. But we're not making excuses. I mean, like we talked about earlier, Joe. There's a difference between excuses and reasons. And the reason we are in the position we're in is let's, you know, the 2020 COVID stuff is one reason. And the other reason is this offensive line has just never gotten off the ground. It's just never been good. We don't even really know. Let's be honest. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, or you can feel free to disagree. We don't even really know what Tommy DeVito's potential is. No. Totally. No, because the offensive line that we had when – we had Dungy here in the 10 win season. It was good. And we saw evidence of that when Tommy DeVito came in and beat North Carolina that year. And he looked like he was the next quarterback in line, right? Uh, he was yeah. playing against obviously teams that weren't game planning for him, but also with a better offensive line and a better, uh, more senior laden uh, running back, you know, with Dante's Strickland and the O'Neills of the world that knew what they were doing out there. I'm not saying Sean Tucker doesn't, but again, I'm sure that the freshmen are making certain mistakes and, and calls. I mean, that's got to be part of it. I mean, there's got to be, oh, I mean, a lot of it is you're not just one reason. You know, a lot of it is just a perfect storm. It's a of just, multitude okay. of things. Yeah, right. And obviously. I think, again, it goes back to, you know, changing your your offense coordinators and your schemes and trying to figure that stuff out. You know, this guy, Sterling Gilbert, yeah, he played uh, or he coached with um, – with coach Babers as a coordinator and he went and he got, he got a, a head coaching job in McNeese state. So this guy's been used to for the past seven, eight years, six, seven, eight years, whatever, uh, being a head coach, being kind of the guy, right? So, you know, him and Babers really didn't get a lot of time with this roster on the field, um, physically in, in coming up to the season to really kind of help. And again, the defense has helped that the defense has gone done good, but, I think what's doing us in with the defense is just obviously the uh, the experience depth. Uh, we made a lot of changes. We went ahead and we got a lot of freshmen and stuff like that. And we're going to need a little bit of time for him to maybe recruit some of his guys. But we can see that there's some young guys that have some promise. And uh, I think again, nothing that we that no games this year. I don't I don't think we can blame on our defense. Oh, I I I agree. I agree. I think. Obviously, we don't know what, how good this defense could be if they don't get wore out in halfway through the third quarter. Right. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? If we could sustain some drives. Now, you know, you look at the offense and you got the vanilla playbook right now. I feel like the playbook, honestly, though, throughout the year really was never really, like, extravagant. And I'm not, like, some kind of offensive-minded person who can analyze all that stuff. I just was never blown away by anything that they were doing. No, when you can't pull off the basics. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it puts you in all. It puts you in a. You know, you're pigeonholed, man. You 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 just paint yourself in a corner with this stuff if you can't get off the ground. And we all obviously we know about all the the opt outs and the things like that. Um, some of that's excuses, but you know, at the end of the day, it's a multitude of things. And you know, we got two more games to talk about. Hmm. Two more games. 
<laughs> so, and look, you know, um, yeah, I know. I, I I know the fans don't want to hear it. Right? I so I know, you, and that's the hard part about coming here. You, if you're if you first of all, I've said this a hundred times. If you're listening right now, you're hardcore uh, yeah. because no one wants to. Li- and I know, I know, people stopped listening. Obviously, I see the download numbers, and right. you know, I see them. So people probably stopped watching. So. Oh yeah, well I'm sure. I'm sure there's people who just have have no interest in watching, and maybe you tune in on a Friday night. Prime time against Louisville. Louisville, not some, not some like freaking extravagant team, as no. Joe says. They ain't world beaters in any category. Let's be no. honest, they're just not. Um, you know, we found Tutu Outwell was going to play him. We're like, oh, I was like, man, damn, you know. But he didn't even do anything, guys. He caught no. one touchdown. But I yeah. only, I think he what he catch two. What he catch? Two, he didn't. He didn't two? have. A, I mean, he didn't have the game he did last year. That's for. That's for damn sure. So no, he didn't. He caught one pe- catch for 19 yards for one touchdown. It was a, it was a pretty touchdown. It was a beautiful touchdown. Take his touchdown but, off the board. He didn't contribute at all. And they still get smoked, 23 to nothing. Right. So um, my point is, is that Louisville is not some kind of like Louisville looked like you know one of the best teams in the ACC last night. That was one of that was probably our worst game of the year, I think. Oh, I mean, offensively, yeah. Offensively, well, yeah. I mean, dude, we threw, what, 45 yards passing? Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's and you, just... And, and I hate to beat a dead horse, dude, but when you've got these guys, um, you know, Taj Harris, Nikeem Johnson, you know, Aaron Hackett, I mean, I, mean, I just point them out because that's where the issues were, but when you've got those guys and these veteran guys can't can't do enough to, to hold up to, to kind of make the difference... And the lopsided end of of the the experience on the field, when they can't do that, then you don't have a sh- snowball's chance in hell if they can't step up and make up the difference for for no, the inexperience no. on the field. No, and, and you expect with, with, and you expect them to, right, Joe? I mean, that's that's what they should be doing. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's what you expect, but yeah, that's what you need. I mean, you need everything to kind of go your way at this point. And I, I think we talked about that. You know, I thought that it was going to be there was going to be a couple things that go our way, and I thought we were going to at least be able to score two touchdowns and at least keep it in the realm of covering the spread, like we talked about. Oh my gosh, that's another thing. Who would have thought that we would have not covered that spread? It was nineteen freak or seventeen and a half points when we talked about it, right? Yeah, that's a ton yeah. of points. I thought for well, sure we'd cover. By the way, on, sat, hold on, Joe. I'm sat, sorry. Re- real yeah, quick, ahead. real quick. This is why I don't because I very rarely do I get this positive like I did before this game on our on our preview. I was very, very sure Syracuse was going to be able to not only cover the spread, but but make a run for this win against Louisville at home in Louisville. I thought that I really felt good about it. And that's why I don't get too high on any game coming up. And I'm and, and what I say is what I really feel. And so if I'm not being, you know, if I'm if I'm a little negative, it's just because I feel like things are going to be bad. But when I'm really positive, um, you know, I was crushed. I thought that they actually really did have a good chance to go in that game and give Louisville a run for the money. Well, yeah. Let alone what throw up a goose egg. Oh yeah, I did not expect and, that either. Of course. Right. And and to be perfectly honest, I, it was literally Louisville had a week to look at one game film of Jacoby and Morgan 
and figure him out our kind of vanilla playbook. And it was obviously up to us to be able to, in two weeks, um, install some things that Louisville wasn't going to be ready for that we'd be able to do. And uh, it did not look successful. So just a lot obviously of, that's pretty much what happened right there. Just a lot of confusion. A lot of, you know, the penalties, I think it was eight penalties for almost 70 yards or something like that. So yep. anyways, you know, unfortunately, it, 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 to be realistic here, it doesn't, it's not going to get any easier. NC State <clears throat> just, just pulled out a grudge match. They're not, they're not, you know, they're a team I was kind of high on in the beginning of the year, but they just pulled out a grudge match against Liberty. You know, they're, they're going to be coming into the Dome and they're going to be high off of that win still, I'm sure. And I don't know how much that means, if anything. But I just feel like, what's the switch for Syracuse? I just don't it, – right now, I don't see it. I just want – like, I had a buddy of mine text me the night of the game. He had he had uh, asked me before the game what, what, he, what I thought, and I told him. And obviously, I was totally and completely wrong. Uh, but – uh, you know, he texted me like when the third quarter is ending, and he's like, "Dude, you got a whole another quarter of this." And he's not a guy that's going to call me and bust my traps or anything. That's not what he's doing. But he 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 like felt terrible. Yeah, he felt bad. He felt bad for the quarterback. He's like, "Dude, you you they got another quarter of this. This is this is not good." And I'll tell you what, when the third quarter ended, I was like, and my wife said it too. She's like, "This game is still going on." I'm like, "Yeah, fifteen more <laughs> minutes left of this." 15 yeah. more minutes left. So anyway, um, yeah, it was tough. Yeah, we didn't have a we didn't have a drive over seven plays. So I mean, it's yeah. So I mean, one for ten on third downs, and the one you get is I mean, I think was it Dylan Markowitz <laughs> right or yeah? I mean, it was like was it Dylan Markowitz or, or Rex Culpepper? I can't remember, but it was right at the end of the game. I think it was a Sean Tucker run, and. You convert one for ten on third down. Cooper Lutz. Was it Cooper Lutz? Okay, all right. Four, uh, three plays punt, four plays punt, four plays punt, interception, six plays, loss of downs, end of half. Fumble, punt, punt, loss of downs, end of game. And that's just... (laughs) Well, there it is. the, the The seven play drive... Was our, when we were already losing, you know, by thirty. So what were you thinking, Joe? Because you were behind, so when, I didn't get to talk to you during the game because I didn't want to bug you because you were way behind. Well, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I was way behind, and you hit me up with that, you know, early. So I just thought that it was kind of early, and then you didn't hit me back up. So I was thinking, huh, you know, maybe, maybe we were coming, maybe we're coming back. Maybe it's not as bad because I just, I usually. You know, assume that people are going to hit me up, not just you, Joe Pasek, uh, some other people hit me up during the game. But it was early, and then it kind of went quiet. So I was thinking, oh, maybe we do something here. And well, I just left, left you alone because I knew you were behind. By the way, my text, I was wrong. my text was, this game is my balls in a blender. Yeah. So, <laughs> so <laughs> you know, uh, not good, but... no. I mean, again, there, there was a, a, a bright light to me was the defense being able to watch those young guys, the Garrett William interception. I mean, we had talented 12, kid, man. Talented we had twelve kid. tackles for loss, four sacks, yeah. two picks, yeah. You know, and fumble, fumble recovery. So again, I, I like the youth, and I like the the fact that they can still make plays and do what they need to do. They hold their own to. To, to win games, but obviously um, they've yeah, got to figure this offense out. 
They've got to figure the offense out. They got two games in an offseason to do it. And it's got to get done. It's got to get done by next year. If this goes this way next year, we're, you know, last year there was no COVID 19 last year, if I remember correctly, right? I'm old enough to remember there was no COVID 19 last year. Okay. <sighs> we still had major troubles on offense. Tommy DeVito, if I'm not mistaken, started every game. Correct? Yeah. Okay. So, um, and again, too, I mean, there's that, but there's also the fact that we have to look at. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Playing a what a ten game? Yeah, well, we're playing ten game conference schedule, right? Yeah. So it's a situation where we normally play an eight game, and we normally have our side that we play, right? Um, so you know they add some games that we didn't that we weren't going to play to begin with, and 
takes away three conference games that, or three non-conference games that are winnable. Well, at least, you know, we thought they were That, like, difference between reasons and excuses, that's an excuse. I mean, you're going to play in the ACC, you're going to play with the big dogs, you play with the big dogs. Oh, yeah, no, I get it. I get it, but I'm saying that's the difference between having a one and seven versus having a four and eight. Sure, we could have a four and eight, absolutely. Right, or a four and seven this year, right? There's 11 games this year, or whatever. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah, so it would have been a little bit differently. So, again, I mean, I'm like, that's like... This year is just that, and I guess what I mean by that is that this is just another. That's another example of how this year is just an unprecedented year, and it's very hard to kind of look at the expectations this year and what's going on this year and compare it to any other normal year. I agree. I agree, which is why I brought up last year. So uh, we will we will see. We will see. We got two games left. Um, we're going to head into those games with with completely s- understand if you don't <laughs> listen or watch. Completely understand. And trust me when I tell you that this is no fun coming here. Uh, you know, I, I've had my buddy last night. He's like, "You you going to do a show on this?" And I said, <laughs> <laughs> "I said, yeah." We are. We don't miss a you can't show. Forget about the fans, right? Yeah. Well, look. I mean, I mean, look. It is what it is. You know, we 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 are not. You know, we are not exceeding expectations, and we're not. We're probably right on, about on par for for how this thing started. You know, the trajectory you saw it on is what is it what it is. This was the last winnable game, in my opinion. We will see. It's time to hear from you. But first, we are going to hear from the good folks over at Bet Online. As I mentioned, you might not be able to get to a game this year. In fact, you know, hold your breath and just be lucky if we can watch games on TV. But you can still get in on all the action over at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to Bet Online today. Use the promo code Armchair. Take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, Bet Online. Now, look, it's the holiday season. Okay? Do your your boyfriend or your husband a favor, okay? You know, maybe you've been beating around the bush. Yeah, you, you see what I did there? Maybe you've been beating around the bush and not telling them, yeah, no, you, you need to, like, fix this, okay? Well, look, I've got it for you. It's time to gear up. Go over to Manscaped.com, the perfect package 3.0. This is the revolutionary uh, lawnmower 3.0. It's proprietary advanced skin-safe technology. So this trimmer cuts, but doesn't... So this trimmer cuts on your nuts. Oh. Is that a line I've not used before? Because yeah, I don't remember it. Not <laughs> I definitely have not used that line, and that's my first time seeing it. But, um, you know, it's also waterproof, so you can, you can use this thing in the shower, and... Obviously, it's got the light. We all know about the light. The light in the shower. That's great. The lawnmower 3.0 uh, comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes for a perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trim, cut free, and smelling nice. Now, listen. We No one likes the snags. No one likes the snags. No one likes to stretch everything in certain ways so you don't get... It, so you don't have issues. The the Perfect Package 3.0, is it also includes the Crop Reserver. This is the anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. And also, 
they products get smell good. The cologne, I've mentioned it a hundred times, manly scent and is attractive and will help set the mood, if you know what I mean. The package, the perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxers that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those used pair of boxers to Manscaped boxers, high performance, anti-chafing. Tis the season to go get yourself Manscaped. Head over to manscaped.com today. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code armchair. Clean yourself up. Make Santa proud this year. All right. Thank you, Manscaped. So, time for fan feedback. Brace yourselves. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, you guys know the deal. At the end of every game, I ask you for your thoughts. You go there, you look for that post, you give your thoughts. At Cuse Militia on the socials, as you well know, I'm going to start with a little bit of Facebook. Greg, first game I've watched this season. Greg, what are you doing? Look, I get it, but come on, man. It's worse than hearing about it, how bad this team is. Well, yeah, that was not the best game to watch, that's for sure. So, our boy Tim, Dino's return trip ticket should be canceled. Excuses, blah, 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 opt-outs, parentheses, quitting. Uh, this S is just awful. It, look, Tim not one to sugarcoat things, okay? And, I, you know, he's... He's sick of the excuses. Yeah, absolutely. He's sick of the excuses, and I don't blame him. You know, this is kind of um, where you know this is. I knew these were going to to to. They get worse than that too. But I knew this was going to be a lot of the response. Look, I I'm with you. I'm sick of the excuses too. I think uh, Friday's performance on offense was completely unacceptable. Not only disappointing. But completely unacceptable. Like, you know, we're playing D1 football. Louisville, not exactly, you know, world beaters. I can't I can't stop saying that because I don't know another word for it now, Joe. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, realistically, as bad as it sounds, as bad as it is, I, I think our offensive line was worse last year. It makes it feel any better. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I get it. There's going to be there's going to be fans that just aren't cool with it. I don't. I don't know. When I look at expectations, that's kind of what I look at. You know, when you start the year off kind of behind the eight ball with some of the stuff and then you lose some of these other guys and the other guys get injured and um, people keep going down, like, I get it. But if you've noticed, like, people don't well, – but DeVito's not – why do you think DeVito was in there? He is the best option, right? And then the next best option, who knows the playbook, Rex Culpepper comes in there and they – I don't understand what the fit like an Eric Dungy ain't just going to magically appear inside the locker room and walk out of the end of the field. Like there's a reason why these coaches are playing these guys and whether or not you want to hear it or not, the guys who started the season and, and what they were doing, they were the best options and availability, you know, players that we had. And if that's not good enough for you, then that's, that's something that you got to, you know, you got to deal with yourself. What but. do you, th- what do you think about speaking of, do you, do you think that it's worth looking in the transfer portal for maybe an, in, for a upcoming sophomore or excuse me, junior or something? 
Do you, do you think it's w- worth the look? Do you think that's a possibility? Do you just think that they just go ahead and stick with what they've got and, and, and work on this offensive line and stick with Tommy DeVito in there next year? I mean, wh- how do you see it? Because honestly, it's really kind of, um, it's very convoluted. Cause you, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, what do we got? And what do we, what is a, the potential there? Right. It's just confusing, uh, man. I, and I don't know we, what that, if we've seen the best of Tommy DeVito, like I said, you know, at the beginning. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, we obviously need to worry about strength and conditioning and getting some of these younger guys up to speed because uh, they're obviously getting experience and everything. But as far as Tommy DeVito goes, and you spoke about it earlier, um, if he's our quarterback, that's fine. But I think that <clears throat> there's no doubt in my mind that we need to try to hit up the transfer portal. Um, as far as defensive line and as far as anywhere on offense, because, and even if that means at minimum bringing some guy in that can kind of give DeVito a run for his money or give somebody on the offensive line a run for the money. Uh, you never know if it's just a situation where we have such lack the lack of depth in, in experience that these guys just know that they don't have to really, they don't got anybody chomping, you know, right at their heels, like just chasing them or trying to take their job. They just don't have that kind of depth. So, yeah, yeah. even if it's bringing in some transfers that are going to push these guys to be better and put some heat on them um, to have to perform or else they're going to get. Because, I mean, as it is right now, DeVito wasn't getting – he wasn't getting subbed out unless he got injured, and you know that. Oh, absolutely. Well, because well, for the reasons that we've said before and you just reiterated, he's the best option we had. I mean, I never thought there, that he wasn't. But, yeah, you know, but, we see a lot of lackluster performances on offense, and people want to see a change. That's just human nature. Yeah. But just yeah, the I just guys don't are think so that young. That's the number, I just don't think that's the number one. I mean, at this point, we could have Eric Dungy or a borderline NFL quarterback on our team. And with these receivers and this play calling and this offensive line. It ain't going nowhere. It's Ain't going nowhere. Yeah, that's exactly where I'm at. At Debbie times three on Twitter, I'm very excited to have Garrett Williams next year. She don't know, man. She's just trying to be positive. I totally agree. The dude's a stud. He just come out of nowhere one game. I don't remember what game it was, but the dude's a stud, and he deserves all the credit for everything he's done this year. And, and, you know, I mean, just – can you imagine him in a couple more years? Like, that's well, that's I mean, something that to look forward something. to. Well, they had Trill Williams at cornerback, right? I think we all thought coming into this year that uh, Trill Williams is going to be the you know by default new starting corner, um, replacing Christopher Frederick opposite Mel Fuanu. And obviously, when we saw Trill Williams move to a safety position. And we see Garrett Williams at corner. Um, that told me enough that obviously these co- this coaching staff has enough confidence in Garrett Williams to be able to start at corner and move Trill Williams into maybe a, a better, more player playmaking um, position. Yeah, at K Nabiwaniak, uh, he says, "I don't, I, I know they don't want both freshman QBs to get hurt, but I would." Would have liked to see Markwitz play more instead of putting in Rex. Also, who's big old number 45 on our defensive line playing in the second half? Kid was all over a place. That is 5'11", 280-pound uh, Kevin Darton. Okay? Never heard the name. I got to be honest. I went and looked him up for you. Big kid, had two tackles. 
And yeah, he was all he was all over the place. So uh, good on him. Yeah. Look, um, probably you know, playing against the backup oh, offense. But. Well, sure, but he was you know whatever. Uh, of course, there he is. There he is, Joe. Just to just come pop everybody's balloon. Um, Perspective. Y- you know, I the the call. For, yeah, I know the call for. I think Markowitz. You know, you knew when he came in, he was going to hand the ball off. And it was what it was. And, you know, I don't know, you know, by the way, Jacobian got, he got hurt on him just completely, just missed block. Right, Joe? Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, it was just bad offensive line play. He got freaking blown up. Believe and, it was surveys too. Yeah. And it's on him. So, um, yeah, you know, that late true. in the game, getting blown out like that. The senior that. can't. And that's and that's like that one play was the is the epitome of our of our season, right? Exactly. You have that experienced captain senior mm-hmm. who's been there for the good times. Mm-hmm. He should be probably people were looking at him as possible borderline NFL mm-hmm. offensive lineman, somebody who's going to come in and be a leader on that offensive line. And he, you can't let that happen to a true freshman. No, I mean you got to you got to be that's got to be your obviously it is your number one all the time. But when you got a kid like that in there, man. You got to be extra, extra knowing what the hell's going on. And like I said, I don't want to bag on service. I don't know if he's got something going on, if he's fighting through right. something. Uh, we all, you know, we don't know. At Drew Cuse, fire the entire offensive staff. And, you know, that's easy to say, but <laughs> that puts us in the same place <laughs> next year. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> puts us what is the- with automatic, like, fire? Like, it doesn't go straight to firing. <laughs> Uh, got to get ridden look, up a couple times. Look, I understand. Yeah, I understand the 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 Warnings. coach Babers is an offensive minded coach, and we're not seeing a whole lot on offense. Look, the answer is not to start wipe the the slate clean and start over again. We can't, I'm so sick of wiping the slate clean and starting over. So yeah. sick of it. So yeah. sick of it. And 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 by the way, coach is going nowhere, guys. It's not. Gonna yeah. happen. Let's be honest. And he just got, like I said, I mean, Wild Hack bought into getting some coordinators in here that can that can recruit and, you know, kind of open up the, the the pocketbook, like we said before. And it's not just going to get all flushed down the toilet because it's some 2020 COVID year where they really weren't given a fair shake to begin with. You know, they're going to get them to allow them to get a whole off season get more recruiting in there, get a spring season. And yeah, next year, I mean, there's definitely going to be expectations to improve, but this shouldn't be a situation where they need to go get, win double digit wins to, to save his job. At Matt underscore Sherman 52. I just want something to get excited about at this point. I feel like that will come for me in the NFL draft watching Trill and Cisco and on National Signing Day, hopefully we can move the ball against NC State. Um, look, I mean, NC State played good defense this weekend. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if that is possible. I think NC State, uh, I've been kind of big on NC State all year, and I, I think that they're, you know, for kind of a mediocre team, they're, 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 you know, they're one of the better mediocre teams, I guess, if you got to rank them, in my opinion. I think they've got some talent on that team. Yes, um, they definitely do. Good um, running backs. They're probably going to run over 200 yards. I mean, it's going to be yeah. tough. It's going to be tough. It's going to be – it could be brutal. The next two games, guys, 
just prepare yourselves. I'm going to be, yeah. I'm, I, you know, I'm just going to be honest with what I think. And, and I Notre think it's going to be bad. Best defense that we're going to yeah, play Notre all year. Notre Dame is going to freaking mop the turf with us. I, I don't even know. Do you even do you even throw your all your starters in if you're Notre Dame heading to an ACC championship? I mean, our defense can hit. I mean, we can get to the quarterback. Yeah. You know, might so not even, might not even be a risk. Yeah, I mean, we'll just have to see what that you know. What, because if this comes, defense just tell this to a there he is goose egg. There yep. he is. If, there. <laughs> if this defense is gonna hold us to a goose egg. Then Notre Dame definitely, definitely has a chance for sure. Yeah. So. And as far as uh, Matt, as far as you want something to get excited about at this point, I feel you, dude. Matt is one of the more positive people on Twitter and, and, and Facebook and stuff, by the way. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm there. I've been there. Like, this is just so brutal and so deflating. And I'm, I'm tired of being an orange apologist to all my other orange friends, my brother-in-law and and, and just trying to stay positive. It's freaking draining. I'm with you. Yeah, well, I don't think that we do. I don't think that that's – I mean, that's not your job to do. I, we went into this season. We even had we had a conversation with Tyler about it. And uh, at the end of the day, and everybody's a little bit different, but I still would rather have football than not have football. Oh, absolutely. We, we talked. We had that. Would you rather have football or would you rather go 0-11? I said – or have, would you rather not play football at all or have football and go 0 and 11? I said, let's have football and go 0 and 11. Well, here we are. Or 0 and, yeah, 0 and 11. Well, here we are looking yeah. at going 1 and 10, seemingly, okay. right? So, and I'll no, take it's not it. the same thing. Huh? That's not the same thing. They won one. Yeah, I, I know, but here we are. You know, we got one. Okay. That's even better. <laughs> you know, but. It's better than 0 and 10. It's, we both it's said better than 0 and 11. Sure. Go 0 and, yeah. So. Right. Hey. hey, and I'm with you, dude. I'm still there. After seeing what I've seen and knowing what I know, I'm there. I'd still rather watch Syracuse football. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe and I'm a glutton for punishment. Your, well, you, you just got to have your <laughs> expectations, right? Yeah. You got to be able to, again, there's a lot of people that can't look past the the right now, you know, the the instant gratification. You know, we need to be a winner right now. I can't, like... I can look past that, and I know that a lot of people are like, "Oh, well, we've been waiting and waiting." And we just had two years ago. We had a great season, ten win season. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, we're we're only you know? two years separated from a ten win season. Yeah. So. Yeah. So um, that's what it is. That that ten win season isn't going to be every year expectation. Right. It shouldn't be. All right, Daryl, top fan, Daryl, on on Facebook, Sean Joe. I completely understand how bad this loss looks, but I still believe that we're going to be getting better next year, although something has to be done about our offensive line. I understand the 2020 season, but the O-line is getting our QBs absolutely killed. Head coach Dino, head coach Babers needs to figure out the O-line and, or, or after next season, maybe we need to look in another direction. I know with COVID and university's financial situation, it's tough, but can we continue to lose like this? They are not going to look in another direction. We'll see what happens next year. I don't believe. Right. I don't. I look. It, it. Can it get? You have to always say. Can it get worse? Yes, it can. It can get worse. But yeah. this past Friday, we all figured that out. Right. Right. But you know, going into next year, I think we look. We are going to see a different football season. I don't. Right. I don't think we're going to be in the same place. We were 
this year uh, coming in the middle of trying to start this thing during a pandemic. Okay, that's one. And I keep going back to that. It's not it's not an excuse. It's a reason. And uh, obviously, Syracuse just didn't have the talent this year to be able to make up for it because there's teams that uh, do have the talent. Pittsburgh being one of them, just destroying Virginia Tech and got a number of players out, number of starters out, and they're able to overcome this adversity. Uh, They've got the players. It doesn't look like we have the players. Okay, we've got a really good recruiting class coming in, Joe. We got we got a lot of freshmen some burn this year. It's got to be worth something going into next year, right? I mean, yeah. if you want to be optimistic, I mean, it's what you look for. That's what you look at, right? That's that's what you got to look at. Uh, I can see a situation where we might look at certain position coaches and stuff like that, but um, you know that offensive line again. We need to do something. But uh, part of the the good thing about some of those teams that you just said, uh, especially Pitt, NC State, certain teams like this, uh, the one thing you can see is that they aren't in a coaching carousel just rotation yeah, every three yeah. to four whatever years. Exactly. You know, they give their coaches six, seven, eight years to build. Then obviously they have been a little bit more successful. Um, they're in, you know, recruiting hotbeds, places that they can get some guys a little bit more easy. Um, and again, that's a reason. And that's one of the bigger reasons why um, I think uh, that we, you know, just struggle to kind of maintain that kind of, uh, consistency of like an every year bowl team. Um, other teams just have have certain advantages uh, on us, <clears throat> and um, hopefully being able to change some more positional coaches and maybe you know open up the, the pocketbook a little bit more to get some 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 coaches in there. Um, maybe that'll help. I don't think people understand that private schools don't just dole out the cash like that, and you know whatever people want to say, like the coaches they want to get paid. Yeah, absolutely. Look, uh, there's no sense in in, in moving the, the the main pieces of the coaching staff around just yet. Um, let's let's see what happens next year. And obviously, Syracuse just didn't they just didn't have it this year. They they caught the worst of this. Especially, I mean, I don't pay attention to a ton outside the ACC. A lot of conferences didn't even start till later. I don't know if that was an advantage or disadvantage, but because Syracuse was kind of thrust into this thing kind of early, but. At the end of the day, is it? It is what it is, and you have to roll with the punches. In Syracuse, they just didn't. So, well, and part of that too is is that it's it's like there's these other te- these these teams. Some of these teams like they're rolling with the punches, but it's like maybe a, a week here, a week there. Because if you look at a lot of these other teams, it's a lot of that stuff like you said, Virginia Tech, Pittsburgh. That's COVID stuff. Yeah, we've been really good. Syracuse has been really good with COVID stuff this year, right? Excellent. Yeah. So it's this, been the opt outs. It's been the injuries. I think COVID affected us more or less, you know, like we talked about, not being beginning. able to have the spring in, in the off season yeah. and being in, in person. That's where that hurt us. Mm-hmm. But we just have basic overall uh, players left because we changed certain schemes and changed uh, certain uh, coaches. And we get the opt-outs. And then we get the uh, the players that, that got injured to begin with. So um, we've gotten hit all over the place in all different angles. How do so. you turn? How do you turn a thirty nothing loss into an hour long post game show? No idea, but we're doing it. Let's move on. Zach, Zach, top fan on Facebook, our buddy Zach. It sucks 
But this season was doomed from the get-go, Joe, to piggyback on what you just said. The schedule change was huge. The lack of spring ball was huge. Uh, crazy how if you don't have an offensive line, the domino effect cripples the entire team. If we had a semi-competent offense this year, our D wouldn't be riddled with injuries and gassed every game. I think if you fix the O-line, the team looks completely different, but I am troubled by the lack of development in the veteran players. But there's a ton of great points here, Zach. I must say. This is why I'm reading the whole thing because it's long. I do question Dino and Gilbert's decision-making on the offensive side. Uh, White is a hell of a coach and shows he he has his side of the ball prepared. I don't understand why it can't be the same on the offensive side. Just the You just encapsulated most, I'd say, 85% of Syracuse fans right there. And, oh, yeah. and and that's why I read that one all the way through. And normally I wouldn't, but Zach, good job, man. I mean, I'm I'm with you. I I don't know if there's anything I disagree with or question in there. I think it's all stuff that we've talked about before that we've talked about during the show. And obviously, White he's doing a great job with the defense. I mean, he really is. He's doing a fantastic job with this defense. Oh and, yeah. And you know, I think the defense is only going to be better next year, guys. That's like like you want to look at the silver lining. And I, you guys, I know many of you are sick and tired of me saying it, but the defense is going to be good. And they just got to they've got to figure out the offense. Like I said, they got two more games in an entire offseason to do it. And like Joe said, yeah. you know, you need to look in the transfer portal and look at the look at what what positions need to be filled and they really need to work on that. They really do. They really should. I know it's just a band-aid, but you got a good, like I said, you got a good recruiting class coming in, and it'll be a good band-aid. It will be a good band-aid to, pu- to you plug need those to try players something. in. Yes, exactly. So it won't be a waste of time, is what I'm saying. Jeffrey on Facebook, they're a waste of freaking. T- they're a waste of freaking time. Do away with football for them. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> not not going to happen, but we got a lot of that. I thought I would uh, go ahead. All right, at Baptized by Fire, 75 on Parlor. I don't understand how this staff can have such a horrible offense. Don't say to me it's a freshman QB. The offense sucked with DeVito. Aaron Service should give back his scholarship from this season because he has gone from captain of this offensive line to the worst. Is he hurt? And that's my point. And he goes on. It's frustrating. It's sad. Um, and he loves Dino, but he doesn't know who to blame. And, you know, to your point, uh, is he hurt? I don't know. Because there's got to be some kind of reason why uh, he has given up some of the blocks that he's given up. And I don't know what the answer is. And I don't want to beat a dead horse. But well, some of it's miscommunication. You all got you got to be on the same page. Yeah. Well, That's we've always thing. we've like, talked about the cohesion on an offensive line and how 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 much more that means to the offense than does on the defense, right? How everybody has to be know their game plan and be you know in their position yeah. doing what they need to do. Right. Um, yeah. I so, mean, pretty much. Yeah. That's uh, how football works overall. At, at, at Kathy Eddie. Um, look, I, both lost balls on kickoffs were a result of helmet to helmet hits. Our offense is so stagnant. I, I don't know if I didn't, I don't know if they were helmet to helmet hits, but, um, yeah. I, I'm not sure. But anyways, even if let's say they were, let's say they were, they, it wasn't enough to, to look at either one apparently. So, um, you know, those are veteran guys making, making freshman mistakes, like I said, and it's, it's, it's unfortunate think those guys need to step up if if veteran guys don't step up um you what you see is what you get and i think 
I, I think that's where we're at right now. There's not enough yep. time. We haven't seen much improvement up to this point. I don't think that it's going to uh, improve any significant. It's not going to move the needle significantly in, in, in that direction, playing NC State and then playing Notre Dame either. So one more home game, and we will be back to tell you what we think about NC State coming into the Dome. <sighs> other, other than that, we're just going to push hurt. through. We got Syracuse basketball hopefully happening this week, Friday yeah. again. Friday, Can't wait for that. PM. Let's just pray that that happens. Thank you to all of you for tuning in. I want to thank Bet Online. I want to thank Manscaped. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.